Hello and welcome to the Sutherland Shire football podcast, Strike Her, where we talk to the players and coaches of the Green Options SSFA Premier League Women's Competition during what is the biggest year for women's football. 2023 is the year of the FIFA World Cup, where the Matildas and our New Zealand neighbours host international teams all vying for a solid gold trophy that is awarded to the winners of the football tournament. We explore the development of our Premier League women players we hear their stories and sideline dramas that are creating inspiration for our grassroots teams across the Sutherland Shire. Women have challenged the structures of sports, clearing space to play and attracting a demanding crowd that want to see them succeed. We explore the development of our Premier League women players and coaches. You'll find out how they balance working, training and game day, what drives their commitment and maintains their well-being. These are the personal stories in a tsunami of change that women's sport continue to enjoy. This podcast is brought to you in partnership with Green Options Landscape Management, an Australian award-winning landscape services company with over 30 years of experience. You can check them out at greenoptions.com.au. Today we are joined by Green Options, SSFA Premier League women's team, Bonnet Bay, and we've got the manager, Carla Richardson. Carla I want to allow people to get to know you really quickly, so we're going to start with a rapid-fire quiz. Okay. So what is your favourite movie? Oh, gosh. Um, that's a very good question. I'd probably have to say um, can it be more than one movie? Sure. Um, I'm going to go with Harry Potter movies. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, that's good. That'll like him go with the whole group of movies. Do you have a nickname, Carla? Um, I, some people call me Richo or CJ. What's your favourite flavour of chips? Um, salt and vinegar. Okay, let's get into it, shall okay. we? So in Australian soccer, there are approximately 2,934 accredited coaches and just 137, so that's 4.66%, are women. What do you think could be done to attract women to coaching positions? It's a very, very good question and that's a very sad statistic I have mm. to say. Um, I think over time I'm hoping we'll see more female coaches um, but I think it really needs to be encouraged from the grass grass football level um, from under sixes and up in that we're looking for volunteers and traditionally um, everyone's just asked are there any dads that want to coach a team so the question should be are there any parents mums or dads that would like to coach this team because there's so many footballers out there now um, that are mums um, as well and if they can start off at the junior level um, and I actually started coaching at the junior level my son's team from under sixes um, and I I didn't think anything of it. I thought, yes, I'm just going to jump in and coach. So I think we need to encourage it from that level and also for uh, for parents to be accepting of female coaches at that level as well, from the juniors and going through, whether they're coaching girls or boys. And what made you choose uh, the club that you're managing for at Bonnet Bay? That's interesting. I, I, I nearly went to another club because it was a 
pretty much across the road from where I lived. Um, but I actually joined because it was um, I knew a friend of mine um, through a mother's group was going to join Bonnet Bay, so I joined Bonnet Bay. Ah, oh, excellent. No other reason. And it's a great club, so, you know, it was good. So what else do you do at Bonnet Bay and for soccer in the Shire, Carla? Okay, so um, for Bonnet Bay I'm actually the women's coordinator. I've been doing that for I think this is my sixth year as women's coordinator and I've been on the committee for that long as well. Um, so I'm at, this year and last year I've been the vice president of Bonnet Bay, um, so that keeps me pretty busy doing all of those things. Um, I also play um, at Bonnet Bay, so I'm in our um, Mighty Women 40B team, best team in the club anyway. <laughs> so um yeah and we um yeah made some great friends through the club and um it's such a um yeah it's a great club socially and the football's great as well so uh so shire premier league um has started as shire premier league women's so it's the second year this year you've been a driving force of this um competition and you've been on the working group for the last year and now again this year um, so tell me, you know, what happened, do you think, within women's football? Um, and I know we've got the Shire Premier League men's as well. Uh, what happened to make us um, need to go down this path of, of creating this competition? Um, I think from a women's point of view, um, the women's top grade um, was called Senior Women A's. Um, and, and when I first came to the Shire and was playing football here, soccer here, um, when somebody said to me, senior women's team, I didn't realise that was the all-age women's team. I actually thought senior women's team was the over-30s equivalent. Um, so I thought the naming of the competition was quite different from where I played previously. Um, and I think a lot of people didn't realise that there was this high-grade top grade of women's football being played in the Shire, a lot of the games were generally played very early on a Sunday morning. So there wasn't that opportunity for people to actually go and watch them. Mm. Um, so people didn't know they existed. And it wasn't really highlighted, I didn't think. So I think with the Shire Premier League, one, the name made a massive difference. Such a small thing to do, but calling it Shire Premier League, people think, oh, this must be good football. The second thing was that the game times were changed. So there's a preference of picking the times that your club wants to play that game. And, you know, that's the top level of women's football. You want to showcase that and we can do that now and have the teams playing at the time when people come and watch and spectate. And you can see the juniors come along and it gives those junior girls coming through, they can now see that this level of football is there which they didn't necessarily know about before. So it creates that pathway for our juniors. Yeah, it's really good to see. And, you know, women are underrepresented in organised sport as participants, coaches, officials, administrators and board members. I couldn't believe it when I found out that I was the first female vice president at the Southern Shire Football Association. And as pointed out by my board colleagues, I'm now the longest serving <laughs> Wow. At the SFA, it's widely known that our CEO positively discriminates in favour of women. What strategies do you think should be implemented to help, help equalise opportunities for girls and women in the Shire? Wow, that's a big question. Mm. <laughs> um, I think 
I guess you being on the committee for so long and that the fact that you are the vice president um, helps mm. because people um, are seeing you and you're out and about doing these type of things and really promoting football in general but also women's football. Um, and if you positively discriminate that way, then I say, hey, let's keep doing that because we've got a lot of catching up to do. Mm. So keep on doing that. And we, I guess... Now that people are seeing you doing that, um, and I believe you might be the president next year, I've heard, so which is fantastic. So, you know, that's going to encourage other people. So I think seeing other women involved at a high level um, and, you know, um, there are a lot of women involved in football, volunteering throughout, throughout all the clubs and, you know, they're typically... Those roles they're doing are like canteen uniforms and things like that. I'd like to see more women involved in the football mm. in not just the running of the club for other areas. There's so many women football players out there that have got so much to give back. Yeah. So get them involved as volunteers as part of that in the coaching, in the, in the development of those players coming through and similar to what you're doing. If we can get more of that at committee level and get, you know, more um, female vice, well, not vice president, presidents within mm. the clubs as well. It's like showcasing the positions and and normalising yep. women in football. Yeah. So it sh- becomes football standalone. Yes, exactly. There shouldn't be any difference between whether it's a, the president of a club or anyone in the club, whether they're male or female. Yeah, yeah, and you know it's um in the it's the talk that coaching female soccer teams is different, right? To coaching a men's team, and I think the same goes. You know, you see, you do actually see a few women managers, right? And I think they the determination is that it's just paperwork, so you know women oh. can do the paperwork. But in reality, when you look at the um the ro- the role of the manager that role is to be the liaison point and to ensure that that game is running well and managing the parents which is a terribly um hard job to do yep. so what inspired you to start coaching in soccer and also inspired you to manage the women's premier league yeah um so coaching was really um i guess my background is before having children, um, I was always playing football. Um, and I did coach, um, you know, there was a one season back when I was playing down in Illawarra where we didn't have a coach, so I was coach manager of the team. Um, and then I, I did coach um, like a, a rep team down in Illawarra um, many, many years ago and I was probably in my late 20s when I did that. Um, and then I guess coming up, um, and when I had my own children and my son started playing, I thought, well, I'm just going to coach. It wasn't a thought. It was just something I thought I just naturally did. Um, and I coached him from under sixes up to under 14s um, and then thought he probably needed someone else other than his yeah. mum or his parent, whether I was mum or dad, he was ready for a change. Um, and then that's when I decided that I wanted to focus more on, I guess, um, helping out with women's football. And that's when I joined the committee at Bonabay um, and um, became the women's coordinator so that I could, I guess I wasn't coaching then, but it was then getting involved to make sure that women, were, you know, 
were looked after, mm. the teams, and I'm not saying that they weren't looked after, but it, just to have someone to focus on the women. And the managing of the the Premier League team, um, what I could just see from externally watching that team when they were the um, senior women A team was um, they had a um, the manager, great manager, one of our players at our, our club that's been there for this will be her 25th season at the club. Um, but she was a player and a manager. So to be a player and a manager is quite difficult. So I thought at this, this level you needed to have someone to be that, I guess, that liaison to know the players, to know their needs, to look after them and let the coach, we've got Rod, who's a fantastic coach, been coaching that team for many, many years, um, but give him support so that he doesn't have to worry about that other background stuff mm. and let the players focus on the game, get out there and play and he can focus on the coaching. Um, and I guess that was really just to... I wanted to see that team could be the best that they can be without having to worry about that background stuff. Yeah, and it's and it's really good to see, um, you know, we've talked a bit to Rod and to Sarah and it's good to see that Sarah, um, whilst she's recovering from her injury, is going to stay connected to the club Absolutely. and become assistant coach for the team, yep. which is really exciting. We're going to have a female assistant coach, um, which I love to see, you know. And so can you tell me what attributes do you admire in uh, Rod as a coach? Um, I guess he's got a great football brain, I would say. He's, um, I haven't really seen him play, but I believe he was a very good player. Um, and he's been coaching female, he coached his daughter uh, from a young age and his son as well. So he's an, he's got a massive coaching experience. So he's coached some men's teams as well, but he's consistently been coaching female teams for quite a long time and um yeah he's just he's yeah, he's a good coach he's got some some great strategies that he uses he thinks a lot about what he's going to um to do or wants to do a training and things like that and um yeah he's yeah he's very approachable um and yeah he's a great coach so he's, what do you reckon yeah. do you reckon you guys are going to take it out this year well i would hope so yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, we're certainly going to give it a good, good crack. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. you know, we're, we're launching um, and we're starting and showcasing football um, with the Shire Premier League uh, on the 19th of March and you guys are up first. I know, a bit of pressure. Are you nervous? <laughs> yeah, I'm nervous and I'm the manager. I don't know what the girls are. I'm, I'm sure, you know, but, I'm, you know, I'll have to talk it up so that they're not nervous on the day. But, um, yeah, it is a big thing. Yeah. So, and we're actually playing, I guess, a new team in the competition as well. So, um, that's going to be interesting because they're a bit of an unknown yeah. with um, Bosco coming in. So, it's yeah. really exciting that we've got a new team. Yes, it is. Um, building it up and we're getting a drone. So, we're going to just video you from above. Isn't that going to be exciting? Well, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll zoom in onto the top of your head, Carla. Okay. <laughs> So, look, thank you so much for joining me today. Um, you know, it's always great to talk to you and I love seeing you around the grounds and, and for everything you do for football um, and for women down at Bonnet Bay. So I just have one last question for you. What is one piece of advice that you would give to young aspiring female footballers? Just follow your dream. You know, if you enjoy your football, get out there, just keep on playing 
and, you know, no, no matter what happens around you, you get on that field, you can switch off and just forget about the rest of the world, enjoy playing football and carry on. And if your aspiration is to play at a higher level, keep following that dream. Thank you, Carla. And I look forward to seeing you at the first game, 9am, 19th of March, up at the Carilla Football Grounds. I will be there and I look forward to seeing you there as well. And thank you for everything that you do. Thank you. So grateful for this club sharing their insights into the world of Premier League women's football that is going on in our very own backyard. Our sponsors, Green Options Landscape Management and Deploy Football, not only bring you this intimate conversation and the live coverage of 23 of our Premier League games, but are proud to extend their long-term partnership with the Sutherland Shire Football Association in 2023. With humble beginnings in the region, Green Options Landscape Management and Deploy Football are proud to be a truly local Shire business, supporting the grassroots clubs, players and coaches of the SSFA. To watch the live streaming and follow the Premier League teams each week, go to the website at shirefootball.com.au. You can listen to all the episodes on ShirePod, streaming through Podbean, Apple Podcast, Spotify and Google, or wherever you download your podcast. ShirePod is a community podcast station creating sound waves that inspire.